Hello everyone, this is DJ and welcome to another episode of RC Retirement. This week I have a question from the audience and at first I thought this was going to be a long drawn out sort of episode which really had me concerned because I like to keep things simple. But fortunately when I did the research I realized I've already got a whole lot of information out there about most of the topic and I just need to focus on one little bit of it. So I'm going to just dive right on in and we'll see how this goes. Maybe this will be a relatively short uh, episode and nice and simple and we'll all be happy. Alright, so let's just see what happens. And uh, I'm going to uh, refer to the short article that I wrote about this topic, just so that I don't miss anything. And I started out by saying uh, a, little, a little quip. I think there are as many questions about medical retirement and the disability evaluation systems as there are people in the military. And, and this is pretty much true. I'm always running into interesting questions about both of those. It seems like I get almost uh, three or so questions for every one that I answer. It's like a hydra you know, of mythology. You cut off one head and two more grow. So I just can't cut them off fast enough. But I do end up producing some very useful material as a result. And it benefits the people out there in YouTube land, podcast land, and they're able to make better decisions as a result. And I think this episode will be one of those also. So this, this request I received from a YouTube comment. That request was to compare and contrast the IDES and LDES systems, the Integrated Disability Evaluation System, and the Legacy Disability Evaluation System. I could probably talk about disability evaluations ad nauseum, but instead I'm just going to, like I said, keep it pretty short and simple, and uh, hopefully understandable. So, as I've said in lots of other uh, episodes of my YouTube channel, the Integrated Disability Evaluation System is a joint VA and DOD venture, which is done really to save time and uh, pain for the service member and really for the two agencies as well. It makes everything work a whole lot better. When a service member reaches the end of that evaluation track, usually a year after starting it, he has both a VA and a DOD disability rating. That's two different ratings, keep that in mind. And has final disposition, meaning what to do with you and whether or not to pay you on a short-term or long-term basis or at all. Uh, normally you have all that by the end of going through IDES. 
There's also a great deal of support mechanisms built in to IDES and several appeals possibilities as well. All of that's factored in. That's why there's such a time frame, a year-long time frame for IDES because all of this stuff has to have time to happen. So assuming all of those pieces work properly, the service members going through IDES are properly counseled, they're properly evaluated, and if they're eligible, they're retired at the end of it. And I will put down in the show notes links to all of the other, uh, so far anyway, all of the other medical retirement related episodes that I have on YouTube and a few other useful tidbits that are on my website that you might find of help. Now, to the meat of the actual request, because all of that's just been a review. So the legacy disability evaluation system is how the DOD used to review service member conditions prior to 2009. It still exists, but prior to 2009, it was the sole way that DOD evaluated service members. It was completely independent of the Veterans Administration, and uh, it did use the Veterans Administration schedule for ratings disabilities, for rating disabilities, the VASRD, which is a set of tables written into Title 38 of U.S. Code. It's actually written into law. But it was completely up to the interpretation of DOD doctors as to how it was used, not the VA. The service member would have DOD disability ratings at the end of the LDES track, but he would have to initiate separate VA examinations in order to obtain any sort of VA rating. LDES normally took three or four months less time than IDES does now, but that was simply because there was no involvement from the VA. So just because you have less, or rather just because you have fewer pieces involved, things move faster. Now let's compare the two a little bit and have some uh, other bits of, uh, I should say, mention of policy. The DOD standard for service members going through any sort of disability medical examinations is to utilize IDES, the Integrated Disability Evaluation System. It is the most comprehensive and thus the most beneficial method for evaluating service members, at least often. LDES is still available, like I said, but it is only used as an exception to policy. You're going to go through IDES if you're put through a medical evaluation by default. If you want LDES, you have to ask for it. Service members, their commanders, or their healthcare providers all have the possibility of requesting LDES, the legacy evaluation, in lieu of IDES, 
and they must clearly identify why it's in the best interest of the service member to go through the legacy system rather than the integrated system. Otherwise, the branch of service is going to deny that request and put the service member through the integrated system instead. Now, anyone who is going through the legacy system or thinking about going through the legacy system is highly encouraged, and I'm one of those who will do that encouraging, to make use of the Physical Evaluation Board Liaison Officer, the PEBLO, a Retirement Services Officer, RSO, and the local Office of Soldiers Medical Evaluation Board, or MEB, Council, which is a group of lawyers who specialize specifically in medical evaluation boards. Talk to as many of these three groups as possible before making a final decision about going through the legacy system. You know, it is at least my opinion, and yes, my opinion, but this is the opinion of someone who has gone through the integrated system. It is my opinion that the integrated system is the most beneficial for service members and that the legacy system needs to remain a legacy. But it is your decision. So talk to these people and make an informed decision for yourself. Don't go off half-cocked. Get all the information you can. All right, so now I've got a chart that I'm going to show you. It's very simple. I took it from one of the resources that I have in the show notes. It's from the LDES slash IDES trifold, if you're looking specifically for where I got it. But it's a very nice, quick summary of some of the differences and similarities of the two systems. This is not a comprehensive list. And again, that's why I say to talk to an RSO, a PEBLO, and the MEB Council before making a decision. But let's just take a look at this. Some of the similarities are for both systems, you would have a PEBLO assigned to help guide you through this, to counsel you on various aspects of the evaluation system and to, <clears throat> excuse me, and to you know, knock you on the head when documentation is needed and to let you know when there are updates to your status as the system progresses. Also, you have the requirement for impartial medical review and appeal. So the doctors who are evaluating you are to remain totally impartial in their evaluation of you. And you do have the option for appeal of all of the evaluations that do occur. And that specifically applies to the Physical Evaluation Board uh, proceedings after you receive the results of those. If you find something uh, with which you're at issue, 
You do have the option to go from an informal physical evaluation board uh, status or, or review to requesting a formal physical evaluation board and appeal as many of the conditions or parts of the determination that you wish. You can even, if you have sufficient documentation, add, well not add, but update um, conditions that you were claiming before. For example, when I went through my physical evaluation, uh, one of the items that I thought should have been considered further was my migraine headaches, which were severely debilitating. The physical evaluation board didn't think so at the time. I appealed, brought documentation, a lot, you know, I won't go into all the details of it, but the appeal was successful and it resulted in a significantly higher medical retirement. So appeals do work if you do it right. Don't just appeal and say, but I want more. You've got to have proof and you've got to be prepared. All right. Another thing that you have to consider are some of the differences with the legacy system and the uh, integrated system. The primary difference, <coughs> excuse me, the primary difference being all that is not there. So let's just look at some of the things that are not part of the legacy system. So with the, with the integrated system, you would have a medical service coordinator who is a VA representative who would help you with the integration of PEB or PEBLO and VA um, representation. That is not present because there's no VA involvement. There's also no VA claim initiated, which means, of course, there's no VA ratings at the end. There's no VA reconsideration if you desire it. And no VA ratings, of course, prior to separation. All of that has to be done separately, either through a quick start or through some other means. Um, and there are plenty of references in the show notes as to how you can do that. But all of the VA-related activity has to be done separately on you, by yourself rather than by the branch of service with your assistance. So just another thing to keep in mind. There's a great deal that doesn't happen because of LDES that does with the integrated system. So again, just because it's faster doesn't necessarily mean that the legacy system is better. But again, it is an option that you have. And if you are considering it, then of course, look at everything, talk to an RSO, talk to your PEBLO, and talk to the MEB Council and make an informed decision before finally making that ultimate decision to go with the legacy system. 
All right, so that is really all that I have for this episode regarding comparing the two systems. I could actually go into much more detail, but I don't think you want me to start reciting the entire legacy disability system uh, manual to you. It's a 28-page manual, and I actually have a link to it in the show notes if you want to read it. Um, like I said, I don't think you want me reciting it to you. All right, so that's all I've got for this episode. I hope you found it informative and interesting. If you know others who would benefit from this information, please hit that share button. If you enjoyed this episode, of course, hit the like button on this episode. And naturally, if you would like to support the work I do, then jump on over to rcretirement.com. And on the right-hand side of that page, you will see the Patreon support link. Click that and become a Patreon subscriber. You would definitely make my day if you did so. Lastly, you can look at the top of rcretirement.com and see the Fees for Services page and see that there's a great deal of services that I offer for service members out there. You know, just in case you have problems, I am available to help you fix them. And we can all be quite satisfied with the results at the end of that assistance. And of course, if you wish to have some happy customers that I've had in the past give you some, uh, some commentary as to my work, I can provide that for you as well. All right, so thank you, as always, for being a part of my audience, for spending your time with me, and I look forward to talking with you again in my next video, which will be coming up soon. So thank you once more for being here on YouTube, here on podcasts with me, even here on the radio, and of course, thank you for your service. Have a great day.